We're walking on sunshine. Wow. Oh <laughs> wow, that was higher than I'm used to. <laughs> We're walking on sunshine. Whoa. There you go. <laughs> Back to our singing, but this time it's about sun because the rain has kind of stopped. Yes, it's not raining anymore. We're not drowning in the water. Swimming home. <laughs> swimming home, walking home. <laughs> walking home and swimming home. None of that. We're driving home in the sunshine with the windows down, the sunglasses on. And the music up. Yup. Welcome back to the Fliberty Gibbets. We're glad to have you. We are. Guys, I have an update, and I haven't had an update yet, so I'm excited. If you guys listened to last week's podcast, you heard me talk about Emma Chamberlain and how I ordered... Well, I tried to order her coffee, but it was sold out, and I was emailing about the pre-order list, everything like that. Well, the day after we recorded that episode, they emailed me, and they were like, we're in stock again with the travel mug and the coffee, so I ordered it right away, and it actually got to my house last night. It's super cute. I have not tried it yet because I still have other cold brew coffee brewed in the fridge, so I'm going to try to drink all that, and then I'm going to try it, but I'm so excited. I feel like such a real YouTube fan that I bought merch, and I'm really a part of the YouTube community. I'm excited to taste it because I'm not sure um, if Mighty knows I'm definitely having a sip. That's what all my roommates have said. <laughs> um, I showed my other roommate, Megan, the one that does our illustrations, and she was like, oh, that's so cute, and she's like, can't wait to try it. <laughs> so everyone thinks they drank my coffee, so that's and cool. And we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sounds good. Thanks for buying it. Yeah. Well, today we're talking about reality TV. So we're gonna start off with The Bachelor since that just ended and we have a few choice words to say to Peter. Yeah, we do. Then we're gonna go into our little segment for the day which is called Bachelor, Mary Kill. We're gonna explain that later on down the road when we get to it. And then we're gonna finish it up with our other favorite reality TV shows that are not The Bachelor. And that's where it's gonna get juicy. So you're gonna wanna stick around and hear about what we like to watch. A reality check, boom. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to go right into The Bachelor. Now, yes. this year, The Bachelor was Peter Weber. Mm-hmm. Yep. He placed third in Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette. He is probably most known for his four times in the windmill fantasy sweep. Which, that's a bad thing to be known for. Yeah, that's crusty. Yeah. And most of the women, when they came up for their first impression, walk up out of the limo, they mentioned that. They're mm-hmm. like, I heard you did it four times in a windmill. They're like, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, ew, trash. that's gross. You guys full well knew what you signed up for and you want to be with this guy that's that's what he's known for. Also, like, why are you bringing up his ex-girlfriend and him? Like, yes. that's not a good first impression. It should be about you. Everyone knows that. The girls that make it far are the ones that make their relationship only about them and The Bachelor. Yeah. Not, like, anyone else involved. Yeah, and I feel like it's just too soon to mention. Like, that literally happened months before. Yeah, like, months. seriously. Also, who cares? Not that deep. <laughs> That's gross. I don't know. That's gross. It's about the personality, people. Um, Megan, do you have any points in the earlier part of the season you want to talk about? Well, I notice, and um, it's my three points of when we should have decided that we can't trust Peter. Ooh, okay. So my first point would be when he trusted Alea. Yes. And let her come back. Right. That is just crazy. Mm-hmm. There was this girl, and her name was Alea, and... 
basically she was lying and pretending to be like someone she wasn't. Mm-hmm. So she was asked to leave. Right. She didn't get a rose. She was asked to leave. Well, she comes back the next week and says, hey, I just wish she'd give me a chance. Don't believe what the girls are saying, blah, blah, blah. Then she gets the rose on the group date. Oh, which yeah. She, like, she came in and she crashed. Yeah, basically they were having this cocktail party after the group date that she was not on. So she crashes the cocktail party post-group date, tells Peter, I was wrongfully accused. Give me a second chance. So he gives her the group date rose. Yeah, that's a slap in the face to the other girls yeah. on that date. So I was like, bad judgment, Peter. If you really want to find a wife, why are you acting like a child? For real. So that was my first point. But she did have a little bit of truth to her thing, because remember we came back and found out that Victoria P. was lying, and they actually were friends. And that was the whole thing, was that everyone was saying Alea's fake, and she's one way on camera versus off camera. But also her sources, the people that were accusing her the most of that, we also found out once they left the season that they were also liars. And so, yeah, everyone was liars, pretty much. So ultimately, she stayed for a few more days, Alea, Mm-hmm. And then she had to leave again because all the girls were upset. I don't think she for a few days, though. I think he gave her the rose and, and then, then took, took it, it back. back. So yeah. They're, again, making the roses less meaningful. Exactly. Like, you have a rose, oh, you're safe, but actually, no. Right, because like he she gave had her... to leave before the rose ceremony. Right, he gave her the rose, and then everyone was like, what the heck, Peter? And he was like, oh, I've just pissed off all my other ladies. Never mind, <laughs> I'm taking it back. Go home. Yes. But, okay, what's your second point? My second point would be him rewarding the drama. Oh, yeah. So this whole season, he was rewarding people that were crying. So literally all he had to do was cause drama and cry, and then you would get a rose, Mm -hmm. which is very childish again. What would happen would be, like, girls would steal him away and start crying and talking about other people um, and how they were being hurt by the other girls, and then he would give them a rose. Yeah. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Once again, you're here to find a wife, not here for the drama. So unless your relationship is advancing, I wouldn't give them a rose for crying and being a baby. Right. I mean, he's seen the other seasons. He should know that girls that do stuff like that, that poke their nose in drama with the other girls, are not there for the right reasons, period. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know, even when girls get accused of something and they whip around and they're like, you're so fake, kind of like Kelsey, how, like, Kelsey got accused of being a pill popper. Like, (laughs) I think that Kelsey should have just let it go and be like, okay, kind of like same thing with Hannah Ann and Champagne Gate. Like, Mm -hmm. it's better if you just kind of let it go and let Peter see it all unfold instead of, like, start drama in the house. Well, my final point would be when Hannah Brown came on to the season for the last time. Yep. And he said, you should come on my season. (laughs) That was so embarrassing for him because she was like, nah. Nah. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, he ruined the entire group date. Like, it got canceled. The group date got canceled because she crashed the group date. She made, like, an appearance, like, what, three times during the season? Yeah. That's so excessive. Like, come on, producers. I know. That's his ex. That clearly he wasn't over. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, you're here and you're disrespecting the women once again. I'm like, if I was one of the girls in that group date, I would have for sure just left then and there because clearly he's not over this girl. And you only have two months to decide if you want to marry him. 
So if he's wasting a full-on date that you have with him, he ain't respecting you, he's not ready to move on, and he's not ready for a wife. So don't waste your time, and don't stay around. I don't know, though. I feel like, spoiler alert again, he ends up with no one. Obviously, we know at this point. So I wonder if him and Hannah Brown will give it a third chance or whatever. Second, third chance, something like that. Well, Peter and Tyler C. and Hannah Brown were all spotted in a mall together after the finale. I didn't know Peter was with them. I thought it was just Hannah Brown and Tyler C. It was the three of them. So that's like a weird love triangle situation. That is a weird love triangle. I really think he needs to take some time off. I think maybe get into some therapy, work his his issues out, and then look for a wife in a conventional way and not through television. I think that's true too. I saw an interview with Kelly actually a fan favorite, where Kelly agreed the same thing, who also is apparently with Nick Vall. What? Yes, because there was an interview with Kelly, because there's this whole drama, you know, was that her and Peter hooked up the weekend after him and Hannah Ann broke up, which was apparently the weekend before the Super Bowl. So the weekend of the Super Bowl, apparently him and Kelly were, like, you know, making love and stuff. So then in the interview that people asked her, and she was like, no. She's like, I am not with Peter. She's like, I think Peter needs to take some time for herself, needs to reflect, blah, blah, blah. Well, then Nick Vall posts a picture of the two of them together, and he goes, she's not with Peter. And then Chris Harrison commented and was like, I love this. Hannah Ann commented and was like, I really like this. And I was like, man. Dang. And you know what? People probably thought Nick was Peter because they kind of (laughs) look similar. That's true. So they probably just saw them out and about or something. Yeah. And just assumed it was Peter because they kind of do look alike. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Pretty exciting. (laughs) Somebody that I want to talk about that I just feel very strongly about this season is Victoria F. Yes. I don't know why Victoria F. bothers me so much, because at the same time, I kind of relate to her. What? Like, I know, <laughs> I know. It's bad. I know, it's bad. But only only in the sense of how she would argue with Peter and then instantly regret it. And then I feel like I do that with my boyfriend or have in the past. And it always leads to more drama than normal. So as I'm sitting here watching Victoria, like, really pick fights with Peter that are really not necessary, I'm, like, reality checking myself, being like, you do that sometimes, too. But that's the only way I relate to her. Everything else, she bothered me because part of it was I feel like she did not realize, which I guess this can be a good thing, but in this scenario, it was bad. I feel like she didn't really grasp the fact that she's on a show and she's not promised him. So I feel like a lot of the time she took advantage of him Mm -hmm. and I think that's bad. So that's what I was saying. I think that Peter ultimately is dumb and he made a lot of bad decisions, but at the end of the day, he's not a bad guy. Yeah. So I don't think that Victoria F. deserves Peter. There were just times that I feel like he did not deserve that. So the whole time he brought up her potentially sleeping with married men and being a homewrecker (laughs) and in front of her family's porch and she blew that up. I was like, girl, that is intense. I do not do that with my fights with Jonathan. But like... I, I think was just, that was the only fight, though, this season that she was justified for being angry. You're coming to my house to meet my family, and right before we walk in and we're supposed to have a good time, you want to accuse me of being a homewrecker? But the thing is, I don't think he accused her. I think he just genuinely asked her about it. I don't remember him being accusatory. I think she blew that up. And I think what a mature person would have done would have been like, whoa, 
Like, that's big. Do you want to come in and meet my family now and we can talk about it later? Or is this that big of a deal that we need to talk about it right now and you just don't want to meet my family? Yeah, but I think the way he worded it was like, I'm taking what my ex said over what you say before you can, like, explain it, you know? That's hurtful. Yeah. The way he worded it, he could have worded it better and it could come across better. Yeah. Like, obviously, you should bring that up because you should know the answers to that question. Yeah. If people are talking about it, but I think you, he could have brought it up differently. And that just goes back to how he's immature and he's yeah. not ready for a real commitment of a wife. Well, yeah, that's another thing about Victoria F. Obviously, they have, like, no emotional connection. He literally says in one of his talking heads that he loves everything about Victoria except when they have to communicate. I was like, bro, that's when you know. Seriously. (laughs) I hope he went back and watched that back and was like, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. She would just anger me because of the stuff that she just was very manipulative and then he was manipulative and I think they just had a really toxic relationship and I was sad with her because I used to like her. Like, back in the beginning when they had the whole fashion show group date and she came in second to Hannah Ann, I liked her all the way up until she busted out in her lingerie and I was like, oh, bold. <laughs> is that bold? Uh, you're one of those kind of gals, which is, you know, fine. But at the same time, I was like, I don't feel like it was a time and place for that because you went you went from being so shy and low-key and whining to all of a sudden like, I'm going to flash my stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the only thing that rubbed me the wrong way about that is that she was crying because she's too shy. And then she like does that like no issue. Right. You're not shy. That was an excuse. Exactly. Like, just a reason to cry. <laughs> exactly. She was not shy at all. That was just an excuse, man. No, she then won the modeling thing they did. The um photography bit. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm like, girl, you're... For Cosmopolitan. Yes, the Cosmo shoot. She was Which they fake. didn't use. Yeah. Because of her it. controversy. Yeah. So, that was... Ugh. She... Yeah. The worst, really. But I don't think that she should be getting death threats. What? Yes. People are death threatening her? Yes. And threatening death to her? (laughs) Threatening death upon her. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they talked about that at the Women Tell All, where they had to bring up cyberbullying. And Rachel came on and was like, y'all, the things that these women are getting said at them, they do not deserve. And I agree. That is crazy. Like, sure, she was annoying. And some of the other girls were annoying on an entertainment show. But they do not deserve to get death threats. That's horrible. That's intense. Yeah. Well, Victoria, she made it all the way to the final three, and then she was eliminated. Mm -hmm. And then our final two were Hannah Ann and Madison. Yep. So now we're going to talk about the finale and everything that, like, annoyed us. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, if you guys can't tell, me and Megan are not happy with the way (laughs) the season ended. But also, not surprised. No, not at all. Like, I could tell, like, probably the fifth episode, I was like, he ain't gonna end up with no one because he's so indecisive. Yeah. So, the finale, basically, just to sum it up, he proposes to Hannah Ann because Maddie leaves because she said, you rejected my standards. I told you that I didn't want you to have sex with other women on Fantasy Sweet Night because it is literally five days before engagement. Yeah. If you want to propose to me, then don't have sex with other women. Right. So, he had sex with other women. (laughs) Right. And she said, okay, I'm going to leave then. So, she leaves, and then Hannah Ann's the only one left. And it's like, will I propose to her, or will I end up with no one? So cringy. And so, he proposes to Hannah Ann, and she says yes. Now, a month later, 
they break it off in this undisclosed house location. That's a random house. I think maybe they rented just for the scene. Yeah. She goes off on him and is like, why did you take away my first engagement? Right. Which is true. Yep. If you knew that you really wanted to be engaged to Maddie and not Hannah Ann, but then Maddie leaves, then don't get engaged to Hannah Ann if you don't feel strongly about spending forever with her. Right. I am a huge fan of Hannah Ann now. I kind of, during the season, thought she was kind of boring. I mean, I thought she was sweet. I could tell the entire time that Peter did not love her the way that he loved Madison. Yeah. So... I am a fan of her now because I think she definitely handled herself with a lot of grace and just class up on stage in front of everybody at the live show being like, listen, you need to grow up. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously. Because, you know, she could have been so much worse and cussed him out and just really, I don't know, just really made a fool of herself and a fool out of him. But she didn't. She was just spoken facts of like, hey, you did not respect me enough to... Just tell me the truth, and that's on you, and you're a jerk. Which yeah. I think he totally needed that. And actually, in Peter's most recent Instagram post about him and Madison breaking it off, he does apologize to Hannah Ann and say he does take full blame. So that's good. That is good. And Hannah Ann, she got the first impression row, so she was a front runner from the beginning. Right. But I agree, like, if you can't commit to forever with Hannah Ann and you know that and you're still hung up on Madison and we find out that he was still hung up on Hannah Brown and needed to call her after the engagement to get closure. Yeah, for real. Then do not propose to this poor woman. Like, take the shame of being The Bachelor and not getting anyone at the end, but save the pain. Right. I was telling Megan, I think the issue with Peter is he just got really caught up in the emotion of everything and the fact that he was literally brought to a place where he would have to admit that he ends up with no one or just propose to Hannah Ann and hope that it works out. But that's just immature mm-hmm. on him. Like, I think that that was his thing. He was just hopeful, like, oh, I do love Hannah Ann. Yeah, not as much as Madison, but I'm just gonna, you know, propose to see if it works out, which is another thing that gets me going back to Madison and how she said, please don't sleep with these other women. Mm -hmm. Like, he had to have known at that point that he loved Madison more than Victoria F. and Hannah Ann. So him sleeping with them in the fantasy suite was a huge slap in the face. Disrespectful. Straight up. So you can't tell me that he sleeps with them, Madison leaves five days later or whatever, proposes to Hannah Ann, and he was like, oh, I'm actually in love with Madison. No, he was in love with Madison more than Hannah Ann the entire time. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just, he's just dumb. And Mm -hmm. honestly, like you're saying, Megan, not ready to get married or even be in a really serious relationship Mm -hmm. because his actions just don't line up with his words. For real. So they mutually break it off with each other the month after they were engaged. And then... Chris Harrison reaches out to Madison. Madison says, I regret what I did. I really want a chance with Peter because, you know, he's single now. Right. And she didn't know that, though. Chris Harrison said, I'll tell you everything. Yes. Chris (laughs) Harrison was just spilling the tea. He said, I will tell you anything you want to know. For real. He said, there's no secrets in my book. (laughs) For real. So Madison goes to Peter in Los Angeles and says, you know what? I miss you. I want to give us a chance. So then we're kind of left on that. And then the finale, they have the live portion of it. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, they're together. They had been talking over text for a month. Right. And Peter's mom, Barb, ugh, Barb, 
does not like Madison. Was a big Hannah Ann fan. Yeah. And so when Madison goes up on stage with Peter and they're like, we're together right now, blah, blah, blah. Barb goes off on Madison. Yeah. She was like, you made us wait for three hours. We don't like you. You guys won't work out. You have... She said... What did she say to Peter? She said, you have to fail to succeed or something like that as far as his relationship with Madison because she's like, his family knows, his friends know, everyone knows that him and Madison are not going to work out. Yeah, so basically his mom was like, you know what? He's going to have to fail himself in this relationship in order for him to get over her. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So we see that I have a bad taste in my mouth about it because I'm like, Madison, you set your standards and he broke them. Mm -hmm. Don't get back together with him. You deserve better. I know. And so I'm like, okay, like, you know what? I did want Madison to win because she was my favorite, but also I'm like, you deserve better. So I'm really like not feeling good about you winning actually. Right. And then a few days later, Peter and Madison both post on Instagram saying that they are no longer together. So ultimately Peter ends up alone. Yeah, Reality Steve predicted that they'd be broken up by this Saturday. Today is Friday. We're recording this now. This is the week of the Bachelor finale. Reality Steve thought they'd be broken up by Saturday, so tomorrow, but they were actually broken up by last night, which was Thursday. So basically, we had a lot of fun watching this season. We did enjoy it, but we're disappointed by how it ended. I know. I agree with Megan. It's kind of, for me, these mixed feelings of... Madison was my favorite from the beginning, so yes, there was a part of me that really, really wanted her to win, but also the entire time, I was like, girl, you're gonna break your own heart. Mm -hmm. I had a very good friend give me that advice last year when talking about dating people that don't have your same religion or same values or whatever. He said, you know what? You can date somebody, but if they do not line up with what you want, you are going to break your own heart, and I feel like that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So yes, I applaud Madison for showing up and at least giving it a second chance because I think that she realized she missed Peter more than she thought she would. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, if Madison can be bold in her faith and her morals on TV like that, I'm assuming that she could also do it behind the scenes with Peter. So I don't think that she would have, like, actually slept with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think she would have stuck to her guns. I think at this point, though, all the drama and, like, everything with Peter's mom hating her and all this stuff, I feel like they just looked at their futures and were like, this is just not going to work out. They would have had to talk about the obstacle, the fact that Peter is not a Christian and doesn't really have a relationship with God, whereas Madison said that's the most important thing in her life. And they have the issue of the fact that his mom does not like her. And his whole family, actually not even just Barb, but his dad and his brother also don't like Madison. And I would go as far as that they have a disdain for her. Right. (laughs) Like Like they they really do not like her. Seriously, I saw another article that Barb was like, no, there is no way I'm ever going to apologize to Madison for that night. And I feel like it's just not worth it. Like, honestly, it's just not worth it at that point. So Mm -hmm. here we are, Peter having a, sounds bad, but a failed season. But, you know, it would have been different if he would have at least just not proposed to Hannah Ann. Because look where we're at. He proposed to Hannah Ann, hurts her, talks to Madison, gets her all confused. They're probably hurting now more than they would have been if they would have just ended it back in the day when they were filming. And he's still alone. That's The Bachelor for you. That's Peter. Let's hope that Claire's season of The Bachelorette can redeem Peter's trash season. I know. I really... I really hope. But I'm just, like, confused because they've released the list of guys that are on our season. I would say a majority of them are all 10 years or more younger than her. Yeah. That's not great. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? It'd be different if it was the other way around and it was a boy and then all the girls are 10 years or younger. Mm-hmm. Because the maturity thing and aspect of all that. But there's, like, one guy that's 42. There's one guy that's older yeah, than her. Yeah, he's the which oldest is one. Almost a little embarrassing mm-hmm. that there's only one guy that's older than you and the rest of them are younger or your age. But that's something for her to deal with and not us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's her own prerogative. So let's hope that the next season is better and that Claire ends up engaged and hopefully married and yeah. they stay together. So we're going to move along now to our little segment called Bachelor Mary Kill. So it's just like the premise of F Mary Kill, but we're doing it so that you're choosing somebody that would be a good bachelor on The Bachelor, the show, somebody that you would marry, and then somebody that you would kill. No shade or anything to the people we kill, it's just we wouldn't want them to be Bachelor or we wouldn't want to marry them. So they gotta go, right. you know? You gotta get out. <laughs> you <laughs> you're nixed, you cut. <laughs> yeah. So, Megan, for my three, and I feel like you're gonna have an issue with this because I know these are your three favorite men. Oh, shoot. In I'm the excited. World. In the world. In the entire world. I know. Anyway, sorry, Megan's dad. don't bring him into this (laughs) (laughs) okay your three guys are kj appa okay sean mendez all right and justin bieber (laughs) well justin bieber i'm for sure marrying like no question this is this is assuming that him and Haley are not together yeah like you know in a perfect world right like if justin bieber would actually marry me i would marry him (laughs) you're right yeah. Um, so that's an easy one. I would marry Justin Bieber, longtime fan. Yep. Like we said in the last podcast, went to his concert, paid $100 in to sit in the nosebleeds. <laughs> so I'm really, you know, I've been working towards the marriage. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's a good first step. <laughs> sit in the nosebleeds. That shows your commitment. Yeah. Um, For The Bachelor? Oh, shoot. I don't want to kill any of them. I know. KJ Appa and Sean Mendez. I think I would have to bachelor KJ Appa. Okay. Because I just think, like, his personality would be good on TV. So yeah. he would be a good bachelor. But then I gotta kill Sean, and he's so young, he's got a long life to live. Yeah. But I guess he's got to go. He's gotta go. He's gotta go. What would you do? I think that I would marry KJ Appa. Ooh. Because I think we would vibe well based on his Instagram. I just think we'd be good friends in real life. Mm-hmm. I just do. Like, he's one of those guys I feel like we could actually be pretty good buddies. I would probably put Justin Bieber as The Bachelor because... It would be entertaining. It would be entertaining. And I would kill Sean Mendez because I think he's annoying. You think he's annoying? I do. I think his music is great, but I think that he's meh. Well, you know him better than I do. You met him. I did meet him. Megan met Sean Mendez. Uh, yes. He touched my shoulder. I touched his shoulder. It yep. Like, they took a picture together. It was a big deal or like whatever. Actually, <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. Pretty cool. <laughs> it actually was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But moving along. Mm-hmm. All right. My first three are... Cole Sprouse. Yes, babe. Dylan Sprouse. Okay. And Noah Centineo. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. I got it right off the bat. Cole Sprouse, husband. Dylan Sprouse, bachelor. <gasps> Kill Noah Centineo. Oh, shoot. Yep, that's really? my gut reaction. Yes. Why? Okay, wow. Dylan Sprouse, I just think would be very funny, honestly. Because him and Cole have this very sarcastic, like, I think there'd be drama, too. Because since the both of them together are very sarcastic and they tease each other, I can only assume that that's how Dylan would also be with a girlfriend or girl he was dating. So I could see him stepping on some toes, which would lead to some good drama. But ultimately, 
based on his relationship now. He's been with his girlfriend, Barbara, for a very long time. So I would assume that he would then eventually find the one and it would not be a disappointing, sad season. Didn't he cheat on his girlfriend? Wasn't that a big scandal? That was a scandal, but I don't know if it was ever proven. Oh. They're still together. Innocent until proven guilty. I mean, so yeah. you know what? He's trustworthy, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> they're still together now. So whether it was, like, false and whatever, or it was true and they worked through it. But we will never really know. We weren't there. <laughs> until he becomes a bachelor and it's exposed. Exactly. For me, I would marry Cole Sprouse. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could be sister wives. We could. I'd be okay with it as long as we both get to marry Cole. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Could you imagine us as sister wives? I couldn't. He'd get us confused. What? From our hair. That's so sad. I think he would. I think he'd be like, oh, they both have M names, brown curly hair, and blue eyes. They would definitely have a type if we were yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I would bachelor Noah Centineo because he mm. is literally like when you think of like bachelor, bachelor pad kind of type, you know, personality. Okay, okay. I really get that vibe from him. Oh, okay. I do not. Get I that wouldn't vibe. myself want to be with him. Right. But it would be entertaining to watch, you know. Yeah. And then sorry, Dylan, but you're gone. Mm, dang. See, I don't think that Noah could handle being the bachelor. Neither could Peter, but he still was. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're freaking. <laughs> right, actually. I bet his season would be just like Peter's season. <laughs> and sometimes it's just good TV. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so for my next round, I took it the route of older men. Mm, I did that for my next three. No, you did not. I Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh my Guys, we don't plan this stuff out. You cannot plan you this stuff. You can't plan it out. I could have sworn. I thought that I was going to come up with these older men and you were going to be like, ew. No, I literally did that, but mine are probably like worse. I didn't like choose any like silver foxes or anything like that. I just kind of just went the old man route. <laughs> okay, well, mine Sorry. are silver foxes. Oh, okay. So there cool, you go. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right, my three are Matt LeBlanc, who played Ooh. Joey on Friends. Yes. Um, George Clooney. Okay. And then Tom Selleck. Also on Friends? Yes. Richard. Yes. Um, so I'm automatically gonna have to kill George Clooney. All right. He's been around the block too many times, Mm -hmm. and his relationships never seem to work out, so I don't really want to be a part of that. (laughs) Yeah. So, sorry, George, but you're better from a distance. All right. Then what were my other options? Um, Matt LeBlanc and Tom Selleck. Oh, shoot. This is solely on the fact as I see them as Joey and Richard. Right. Because I don't know them in real life. Yeah. Not like, like, you know, Sean Mendes. (laughs) Oh, no. I've never (laughs) met Matt LeBlanc or Tom Selleck. (laughs) Okay. But based on their personas on TV... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to put Matt LeBlanc as The Bachelor, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna marry Tom Selleck. All right. Big Friends fan, solely based on their characters and friends. That is why Richard would just be a better husband, yeah. and Joey would just be a better bachelor. <laughs> Yeah, so my list is the same as yours, except for different reasons. I agree with you on the George Clooney, but then I would also marry Tom Selleck, but that's because I've seen him in other stuff as well. He is on Blue Bloods. That's another show he's on. And what is then, that about? It's a crime show. Oh. It's just like your casual, you know, CSI. Gotcha. That kind of stuff. Um, But his character on that is super sweet. And then he's also in Magnum P.I., which is cool. <laughs> he, was, he kills it on that one. So I just see him in more stuff. Got you. And you I want think, that clout. Clout chasing. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, if I've got a pick between an old man, obviously I am clout chasing. <laughs> um, but also, I just heard 
Bernie's a really good guy. I don't really know a lot about Matt LeBlanc. I do know that his mom originally, when he was trying to be an actor and then got his role in Friends, she was like, this is a bad idea. Don't do that. He says this in an interview and then the interviewer is like, well, what does she say now? And he goes, now she says, thanks for the Porsche. Because now he just takes care of his mom. So I guess he's That a good could guy be you, too. but you play. Exactly. <laughs> it could be me, but I'm with Tom Selleck, so. Well, my group of older men for you. Which is old men. <laughs> Not older, just old. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Howie Mandel. Alright. Older. Older, yeah. Not old. Steve Harvey. Okay, older, not old. And then Alex Trebek. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I went the game show host route. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, that is a common connection with them. So I'm gonna say kill Howie Mandel, make Steve Harvey the bachelor, and then marry Alex Trebek. Okay, I need your reasoning. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. I think that Steve Harvey is just very funny. And I think that yes. I would love to see him in like a bachelor. I would <laughs> definitely tune in to that. I know you know what married, he would do? He was like, You get this final rose. And you go, like, Wait, wait, wait. I said the wrong name. You get this final yeah, rose. You're right. You're freaking right. He would do that. But yeah, I just like he'd be kind of funny. I don't know. It would be it would be chaos, I think, if he was the bachelor. And then I'd have to kill Howie Mandel because I mean, I don't know. I just liked Alex Trebek a lot because he's sweet. Uh, he's so kind. So it's nothing against Howie. It's just like you like Alex better and you just know that Steve would be a good bachelor. Yes. Got you. Well, my order would be marry Howie. Okay. That's a deal for me, Howie. Wow. That's bold. Then I would bachelor Steve. Okay. Because I agree he would be hilarious as The Bachelor. I would love to watch that. I would tune in for sure. Yep. And then kill Alex. Nothing against him. He's a great guy. Great husband for you. Okay. But I just think me and Howie, you know, I don't know, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I I really don't know how our relationship would end up. But, yeah, and he doesn't like germs, so. Yeah. We would have to get over that together. Yeah. But, you know, every relationship has its struggles, so I'm willing to work through that with him. Your house would always be clean. It would. He looks like Mr. Clean. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Well, sorry, Howie. No deal for me, but deal for Megan. Okay, my third round, I went the characters on TV shows route. I'm choosing as if they're their character. Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay, this will be fun. Okay, Tom Haverford. Okay. (laughs) Ryan the Temp from The Office. And then Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. I tried to go, like, the player kind of yeah. route on all those shows, you know, they think they're cooler than they really are kind of kind of thing. I would marry Ryan the Temp from The Office. Ooh, okay, okay. Because I think the other two are just too immature. Ryan's got his life together. He's going to business school, you know? Mm, yeah, <laughs> like, he is, he is. He's going somewhere. Okay. Um, then I would Bachelor... Ooh, this is hard. Because I think Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother is too much of a player. Yeah. So I'm going to have to kill him. And I'm going to make Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec as The Bachelor. Because, yes, he likes to mess around and stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, all he really wants is love. That's true. That's true. So that's my final answer. Those are good picks. Mine are a little bit different. I would have to marry Barney Stinson. Why? <laughs> okay, let me get through my list. I would have to kill Ryan the Temp. What? My and husband? Then, I know, Megan's husband. He's gone. Um, And then also make Tom the Bachelor. I'll tell you my reasoning. I think that Barney and Robin not ending up together 
was the worst part of the whole series. Really, it really was. Yeah, honestly, people talk about, oh, Robin and Ted, you know, the mom dies, blah, blah, No, whatever. I don't care about that. Don't care about Ted, never liked him. I was rooting (laughs) so hard for Barney and Robin and them getting a divorce shattered me. So I think that I would just really want a happy ending and also maybe a little bit of the reality that if I made Barney Stinson settle down, I must be really awesome. I mean, for real. So yeah, but not if he like cheated on me or anything. I would want our marriage to be happy. (laughs) Not like him (laughs) cheating on me with all his other girls in his playbook kind of thing. And then I would kill Ryan the Temp because I thought his character was so annoying on The Office. Mm -hmm. I think he started off good in the beginning when it was the whole Ryan started the fire. Like back when he was innocent, but as it went on and he got farther up in the company, I thought he was annoying. Yeah, I will say I love the ending of The Office though with him and Kelly running off with the baby. Yeah. (laughs) That was great, but I didn't like his character the majority of the time. And then I agree with your reasoning as well why Tom would be a great bachelor. My final three are teenage heartthrobs. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So here they are. All right, I'm excited. Zac Efron. All right. Jesse McCartney. Okay. And Taylor Lautner. Okay. Is it- In their prime teenage years. Okay, that was my question. Yes. Prime. All right. I got it. Perfect. Mary Taylor Lautner, kill Jesse McCartney, <gasps> and then have Zach Efron be The Bachelor. Oh, shoot. That's not at all what I was thinking. Really? Really. Well, do you not know anything about me? Taylor Lautner was I'm, my yes. celebrity, my very for first you, celebrity crush. For you, yes. I understand the whole Taylor Lautner thing. Okay. Because Taylor Lautner was my very, very, very first celebrity crush ever. I was a big Twilight girl, and I actually could never, ever the entire time pick between Taylor Lautner and Robert Pattinson. Well, I guess in their Jacob and Edward would be their character <laughs> names. Um, so yeah, he was my fave. Loved him. Loved him and Taylor Swift together. Back to December is about him. Love it. Love that song. Everything. So yeah, in his prime. Now he's kind of stubby, so <laughs> not anymore. Sorry, his buddy. His looks are the most important. <laughs> well, I thought that's what we were talking about because you said teenage heartthrob in their prime. So yeah, just, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, yeah. In their teenage heartthrob years. I mean, if we were married and then he just grew to look like that, I would have to stay with oh him. Oh, my gosh. I would, I would have to stay with him. I wouldn't him. leave. I'm assuming we'd be in love. Anyway. <laughs> um, Zac Efron as The Bachelor because, I mean, who wouldn't want that? That'd be a great Bachelor season to watch. And then have to kill Jesse McCartney. I just think because I like him the least out of the other two. And I think maybe a little bit of my bias is coming in that apparently nowadays he's kind of a jerk. Mm. Me and Megan also saw Jesse McCartney in concert. That one was free. That was our college's homecoming concert. Yep. And we stood around at the end of that concert just to see him come out of a door. Yeah, pretty <laughs> and basically much. And get, get into his, his car. car. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. It was cool. We Megan was in his. Well, we were both in his story that he took running Instagram, through the crowd, but yeah. you could see Megan more than you could see me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those were the prime of our <laughs> Yeah, for real. <laughs> Making out on Jesse McCartney's Instagram Yeah, story. but we also heard later that he was being kind of a jerk because our college did not provide him with a... Green room. Yeah, with like an actual room. They made him like, you know, get ready in the gym. Pretty much. <laughs> like the <laughs> gym locker room. a little shady from our university. It is kind of shady. <laughs> but like you get what you get and also, you're getting paid. Yeah, it was a uh, concert on the lawn and it, okay. where he stayed was in the close this building yes. to the it, if to we would have actually taken him to a green room we would have had to go across campus he wouldn't have made it he would have gotten mauled <laughs> by all the girls that was a tangent we did not need to go down <laughs> but there we go my answer would be i would marry zach efron mm-hmm. 
Big high school musical gal. Yep. Love Troy. Mm-hmm. I actually named my first Webkins Troy Ooh. after Zac Efron's character I don't know in high school. Musical. What was the Webkins? It was a bulldog, and it was Troy the bulldog. Oh, cute. And so, yeah. Even though they were the Wildcats. Yeah, I didn't have a Wildcat. Oh, there was no Wildcat Webkins back in our day. So, Probably is now. I mean, Webkins is still a thing. If you're yeah. old enough out there listening to this and you had Webkins, comment on our newest Instagram and tell us how many Webkins you had because I think I had like 18. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would Bachelor Jesse McCartney. Okay. Because could you imagine him being like, your beautiful soul. Oh, that would be cute, Two actually. Girls, you know, Singing, like, yes, that you would You gotta be find cute. your beautiful soul. Like, that, that would be would the be season. Cute. And yeah, that right. would be very epic. Yep. Um, Taylor Lautner never was a fan of him. Never <sighs> saw Twilight. Never read Twilight. Never really watched anything with him in it. So, like, he's gotta go. You know, I was gonna say I was surprised by that. But also, you don't really strike me as a Twilight kind of gal. No. I'm not, not surprised you never got into Twilight. I literally have not even seen a single movie. Well, I loved them. I didn't like the movies that much. I was kind of, this is another random tangent. <laughs> I went to see Eclipse at the midnight premiere. So oh, that's the Lord. third movie. <laughs> and oh my, this is like one of the most embarrassing, like anxious times in my life. So I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie. The movie theater is full, jam packed. I went to see it with my mom and then my best friend and her mom. And I go to leave. Well, I come back in. And I don't remember where we're sitting. And it's super crowded. And I walk through a whole row. It's not my row that my family's <laughs> on. And I was like, oh gosh. So I come back around and I sit on the stairs. No, you didn't. Yes, I did because I didn't know where my people were. And I was anxious and I didn't want to miss any more of the movie. That was another thing, too. I was such a fan that part of it was like I was embarrassed that I couldn't find them. And I felt like for some weird reason that all eyes were on me, even though no one was paying attention to me. They were looking at the screen. But also, and how old were you? Like, I was in middle. Middle school, middle school for sure probably i think sixth grade probably so yeah that is another factor and i just didn't want to miss the movie so i just sat on the stairs for the rest of the movie yes and also part of me was like why did my mom not come yeah, looking no, for me that's what i was thinking your mom did she's like oh 30 minutes left and maddie still hasn't returned seriously but okay yeah so anyway those are our answers to bachelor mary kill let us know on instagram we're gonna have a story and you guys let us know who would you bachelor mary kill mm-hmm. so you guys comment on that at the Flipperty Gibbets on Instagram. Yep. But moving along, we're going to talk about our other favorite reality TV shows, and we're going to start off with Big Brother. Yep. Now, me and Maddie are big fans of Big Brother. We are big, big brother fans. Yes. Big, big, big. Big, big, big. <laughs> I would go as far as say it is my favorite reality TV show. Me too. You? You I too. agree. I agree. For sure. So Big Brother is a competition game show. It is Survivor, but not really. So if It's you Survivor, Survivor, but in a house. Yes. Basically. Yeah. And there are about 16 contestants that go into a house and they spend 99 days together and they can't leave. They don't have any form of outside connection to the world. No books, no magazines, no phones, no internet. Mm -hmm. Literally just each other in this house. And they have a little backyard that has a fence, but... All they could see is the sky. They can't see anything else. So they're all 16 living in this house. And basically, they just form alliances and talk and play competitions. And whoever is the last person to leave the house and not get eliminated wins half a million dollars. So we'll go into a little bit more of the details of the show because we are kind of surprised that a lot of people don't watch it. Yes. When you find somebody that watches Big Brother, like in person, like it's... It's shocking. Kind of exhilarating. It is. <laughs> and you're like, who's your favorite? We're like, whoa. But common ground? It is a show that a lot of people watch, obviously, because it's on a very high number of seasons. Yeah. 
This summer will be, I think, 22. Megan will fact check us right now on that one. But anyway, while she's looking at that, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. So basically, the whole premise of the show, to be good and pretty much to win, you have to be good at physical, mental, and just social competitions. So every competition is either like an endurance competition or something like that. So you have to be in pretty good shape. Um, And then there's also mental competitions that are like memory things. And they'll ask you, you know, random, random things about like decorations on the walls. And this house is like tricked out. It's got tons of decorations, tons of details. Every season, it's the same house, but they change the theme. So one year it was like um, the Garden of Temptation, which is based off of like the Garden of Eden. Apples and snakes and stuff like that. And then this past Last year was summer camp. Yes, Camp BB. Yes. And so they had like squirrels and acorns <laughs> and, you know, cabins. Like it was cabins, kind of crusty. Yeah. The other ones are cool. The season before was. They had um, a rock climbing wall the season before. Well, the season before this past one was technology. So it was like emoji themed. No, then this season they had a rock climbing wall? No, this season... Yeah, this season was rock climbing wall. This season was Camp BB. BB! (laughs) (laughs) Camp Big Brother. Anyway, anyway, we're going back. So how the season pretty much goes is you form these different alliances. You know, you backstab each other. The house votes each other out. It's not like some TV shows where in front of everybody, it's like, I vote so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, it's like anonymous voting and it's live. So that part of the show is live. And obviously they're on camera 24-7. So there's always someone watching them. Yes. They have no privacy. Exactly. They have no privacy. And it comes on three times a week. It does, and that's my favorite part, because I get to watch a show that I love three times a week, and it's new content every time. Mm -hmm. And so, like Maddie said, one of the times is live, because that's when they're evicting somebody from the house. But throughout the week, they play two competitions. The first competition of the week is head of household, and whoever wins that is the HOH, as they call it. And they get to nominate two people for the block, Mm -hmm. and the block is basically the people that are up for elimination that week. Yep. And so those people are starting to campaign now of why they should stay. And Mm -hmm. they have to talk to their fellow house guests and, like, convince them, I want to stay. I'm better for your game for me to stay than so-and-so. That is also up on the chopping block. Mm -hmm. Then later on in the week, they played the veto competition. And the head of household, the two nominees, and then three players chose by random draw play the veto competition. And whoever wins that can choose to veto one of the nominations. Mm-hmm. So one of the two people that were put up for elimination can come down and then the HOH would have to replace a new nominee. So either the veto is used or it's not. So if it's used, the nominations change. If it's not, then the nominations stay the same. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to the live episode and the people that are on the block, they give their speech of why they should stay. And then the house guests go into the diary room, which is like a soundproof room that they could talk to like the camera, but like none of the house guests can hear them. And they cast their vote to evict. And then that person has, like, 30 seconds to say goodbye to everyone and leave. And then when they exit the door to the house, they're literally in a studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, the house is built 
in a studio lot. So they walk out and they're greeted by the show's host, Julie Chen. We in love In a live Julie studio Chen. audience. Yep. So that would be very overwhelming, especially if you get later on and you're close to like, say, day 70 of isolation and then you leave the house and then you're just bombarded with like a live studio audience of like 100 people. Yeah. Well, like, that- I think that would like be very scary, actually. Yeah, I agree. And that's why me and Megan have talked about this before. A lot of the reason that we like the show is just the fact that they are isolated um, and only can talk to each other and have no contact with the outside world is just drama enough. It seems like a reality TV show that doesn't have a lot of fake scripted stuff. Like, it's just they put them in situations where they have to make themselves aligned with others. They have to backstab each other. They have to vote each other out. And they are, like, showmances and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And there's drama. And, yeah, we've also talked about with the show that the relationship success rate in Big Brother is better than The Bachelor and Bachelorette combined. Pretty much. There is always at least one couple that comes out of every season that they fall in love in the house and they actually end up together. And whether they get engaged and have children and married and like a lot of them have, or they just date for a really long time after. And it's because these people are literally spending 24-7 with them for X amount of days. Yeah. So, like, one of the past seasons, somebody on finale night literally proposed to the girl that he knew for, what, 26? 21 days or something 26, like that, yeah. 21, something like that, days. But they spent every day together 24-7. Yeah. So, it might seem crazy in... Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It is a little crazy. But they literally fell in love and they're still together. Yeah, they are. And it's been two years. Yeah, they came back and co-hosted one of the competitions Mm -hmm. this past season. Yeah, so that's crazy. But we love the show. Anyone we get to watch it, they also get hooked on it. Yeah. So all of our roommates, we all watch it together. It starts in the summer around, I think it's July. July, It goes until like September. Mm Mm-hmm. So we love it. It's on for like three months, literally 99 days last season. They keep upping the ante though. So I'm convinced that they're going to be like, oh, 100 days, 101, you know? Because it used to be like the lower 90 Mm. and they just keep upping how many days. (laughs) What if one season they're like a whole year? (laughs) It goes on a whole year. They would need more. They would need, first of all, a bigger house and they would need more people. Yeah, for sure. They're going to do a year. For sure. That would be crazy. Yeah. I don't know who would really commit to that. I don't know. That's a year of your life. It is. And I just, I just don't think I would be able to do it. I don't think I'd actually even get the chance to do it. I think I would be voted out in the beginning. And no, (laughs) let me rephrase that. I would be bomb. Oh, really? Okay. I would have great social game. I would, obviously, if I'm signing up for this, I would be physically fit and ready to compete. You know, and mentally, I'm just there. Like, you know, I'm I'm smart. I think (laughs) you could do it. I don't think, I think I trust too easily. But my only thing would be, like, I would actually go crazy if I was secluded into a house for 99 days with, like, people that I didn't know. Yeah. Um... I just don't think that I would actually ever be on the show or do well because I would probably get depressed from being inside. See, I'm the opposite. I think that I would not be as bad as long as I have at least one person to talk to. And the thing is, you're never alone at all during the season. Even when it dwindles down, you still have at least a few people to talk to. I think what I would not be able to handle would be I would hate to be in drama with somebody and you can't escape it. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be what would really get me. Like, just vote them out. 
Honestly, yeah. But, like, if I had a falling out with someone and then it was just drama and then it was, like, half the house is, like, telling me one thing and they could be lying. Like, I just think that that would be what would get me. And the fact that I know I am being watched Mm 24-7. Like, there is somebody always on camera looking at you. Yes. And that would freak me out. And I would also just be worried about what they would twist about me. And, like, show America versus how it would actually be. Because the thing is, like, if you have a CBS all-access subscription, you can watch the house guest. Yes, 24-7, there's live feeds. So we actually (laughs) bought the all-access subscription so that we could watch 24-7. Yeah. That's another reason. Like, literally, somebody's watching you all the time. And that's also how you know it's not fake because you can literally watch it anytime and see that they're not being fed any information or like told confidential things from like different groups and like cheating or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's none of that. But yeah, I just couldn't deal with the fact people would be watching me all the time. It would make me uneasy. Yeah. And with cancel culture and stuff like that, like every season somebody gets canceled for something they say. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's. You hate that to see That would stress it. me out. But yeah, we love the show. It's great. I seriously get sad when it wraps up. I, like, grieve it for, you know, like, a week, and then I just get so excited for when it comes on again over the summer. I agree. My favorite. So, diving into Love is Blind. I watched Love is Blind, and I watched the first three episodes. Um, well, really, it was two and a half. Um, a few weeks ago, I was watching it with my boyfriend, Jonathan, but then we stopped watching it, and I was going to be loyal to him and, you know, just only watch it with him, but then I was like, sorry, babe, gotta leave you in the dust. I gotta watch this show, um, because... It was getting spoiled for me, and I was like, I hate that. Obviously, we've talked before about me and Megan have had other shows spoiled for us because we don't watch them fast (laughs) And we have spoiled shows for people in our first podcast. Yes. We have gotten feedback that we have indeed spoiled. We have. We did have a good friend tell us that he had to stop listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast, our very first one, because we we really were spoiled. Stranger Things for him, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, buddy, but anyway, okay. So, I was like, hey, babe. Like, I'm going to watch Love is Blind. I won't watch too much of it, just enough that I can talk about on the podcast. Well, I finished the whole thing in, like, <laughs> not even a day. It was great. Because there's only 11 episodes, and then the first 10 are them actually filming, and the 11th is a reunion episode, so they can see if the relationships they formed while filming actually worked out or not. And that's um, why I love Netflix, because I love a good binge watch. Oh, yeah. But then that, there's the sure. binge watch depression when you yes. have nothing else to watch. Yes, I feel that. I felt that yesterday when I finished. So anyway, basically the idea of Love is Blind is it was filmed in Atlanta. Whoop, whoop, A-Town down. (laughs) Yep, yep. Okay, so it's filmed in Atlanta. There's 12 girls, 12 guys, and they also come to a house that is split up and sequestered with no social media. (laughs) So I guess that's a big thing, which would make sense since uh, social media is such a big part of our lives. Of Mm -hmm. course, you know, a crazy drama thing would be, let's take these people that have no social media. Well, also, the premise is love is blind. I would be, you know, darn well, I would be like, Mark so-and-so on social (laughs) media. Look it through. That's not blind. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. That's full vision. (laughs) That's full vision. (laughs) Well, kind of, but like, yeah, okay, anyway. One half of the house is girls, one half is guys, and they basically, the way they meet is in these little pods. So a guy and a girl will walk into a pod and they won't be able to see each other. They can see shadows, but basically there's this like glass foggy wall in between them. Yes, like a divider. Yeah. And so they talk about whatever. 
and they all date each other. I'm pretty sure the first few days they only get certain amount of time with people and then after a few days go by they can start choosing who they want to spend more and more time with because they obviously eliminate people on the first day where they're like we had no like emotional connection through the walls but they still don't know what each other looks like. So this whole experiment, they call it an experiment the entire time, is um Because it's only, never been done before. No, is only a month. So it's only four weeks. So they have about like seven days in the pods they can meet these people and talk to them. So the idea of this experiment is that you would essentially get engaged. No, not essentially get engaged. You would get real life engaged to somebody in seven days solely based on your emotional connection with them because you don't know what they look like. So the experiment is, is love blind? Can you fall in love with somebody and make a lasting connection before you see them? Especially since our world today is so driven on how attractive everyone is. Think about it. Like you see it in everywhere. Even The Bachelor, like everyone on The Bachelor and Bachelorette look the same. If we're mm-hmm. being honest, you it's know? whatever their type is. They totally typecast. Oh, for sure. And so the thing about Love Is Blind that is also funny is I appreciate the premise of the show, but still, everybody on there is still attractive. Yes, there ain't no ugly person on no. there. No, like it's got a bachelor rejects. If I'm being honest, but like there's no, it's yeah, uh uh-uh. uh. But they're, they are like very normal. They're not like oh I'm Hannah Ann and I'm a model. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, they're know? they're real normal people. Yes, that's the thing too I like about it is it really doesn't experiment. Like, so it is a reality TV show, but at the end of the day, it's an experiment. Like, people are straight up awkward. People are just straight up just odd. Like, it's, you know, there's nothing really, like, crazy, like, oh, this person's obviously a hired actor. So how season one of it went was that out of everybody that was there, only six couples actually left the pods that had been engaged. Which is a 50% success rate. Which is, once again, better than The Bachelor. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So they all leave the pods and they go to Mexico. It's like a pre-honeymoon trip. And that's where they all meet each other. Well, actually, no. So first, before they go to Mexico, they do get to meet the person in person that they got engaged to. That's good. They do. Is anybody, like, disappointed in the way that their new fiancé looks? No, not right off the bat. Later on, you see, like, drama of them being like, well, they're just normally not my type. So I'm not super, like, physically attracted to them, but I am emotionally attracted to them. So they, like, you know, try to reconcile that. But, yeah, like you said, none of them are ugly, so. Right, exactly. None (laughs) of them are ugly to where you'd be like, you know. So anyway, (laughs) I'm going to really quickly um, kind of give a brief summary of the first three episodes. And I guess let y'all get to know the couples because, you know, I want to talk about the show. And I feel like it'll just establish more of the drama better if I talk about that. But it doesn't give anything away. I'm not giving away the ending, so it's definitely, you'll still be able to actually go and watch. Um, the first couple is Gianina and Damien, who they, I thought, were very boring the entire okay, time. Okay, I was gonna beginning. say, I watched the first episode, and neither of those names ring a bell. Yeah, yeah, for real. They were very boring, but also, based on the first three episodes, I was like, maybe they're just boring because they seem the most solid. There was no drama with them. They were just very, you know, whatever. Very genuine. Yeah, that's the first couple. The second couple is Kelly and Kenny, who I actually did not even know existed until we got to Mexico. I did not remember them one bit. Okay, and here's the thing. I watched the first episode, like I said, as I keep saying. Yeah. (laughs) And they really focus in on, like, five or six key people. Yeah. And then everyone else kind of like, right. 
Mm-hmm. Like, they show them for, like, ten seconds and, like, right. whatever. On these, to the next scene. Right. These two first couples are the least dramatic out of all of them. Like, gotcha. like I said, I did not remember them until we got to Mexico. Then I was like, okay, those are just normal people. Anyway, Kelly and Kitty, I just, the entire time watching them, I feel like they are just, to get a good picture of them, just like any other random family you would babysit for. Like, there's literally, like, to me, they just seem like a husband and wife that you would just, they'd be like, hey, can I pay you $10 an hour to watch my kids? Like, very basic. Anyway, the next is Cameron and Lauren. So Cameron and Lauren, Presh, they get engaged after, like, five days. Big They're the fan first, of Cameron. Yes, Megan loves Cameron. That's her dream guy. Yes. Which is funny because Cameron's super nerdy. He's a scientist. And you it don't really weird. like the nerdy guys. I don't, but I think Cameron would be a good husband, and I think if I met him in real life and he treated me like how he treats Lauren, then I would definitely marry him. Right. I mean, yeah, Cameron, he's sweet, but Cameron is also a good tell for me that this show is not fake because Cameron is awkward. Like, yes, he, he is awkward and he does cry a lot, Um, which there's nothing against crying a lot. Right. But that's not normally, like, my type. Right. So Megan that is wifey. <laughs> Megan likes beefy, like, firefighter, you know, <laughs> kind of mid. That's not Cameron. Uh-uh. <laughs> They're a very cute couple in the beginning. They're the first to get engaged. Super bold. Um, The next is Carlton and Diamond. I remember them. <laughs> who I love. They are very, like, Carlton's very dramatic. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, funny in the beginning. And really, like, their love story really, really kicks off once we get to Mexico. So I don't really want to spoil anything. Just know that they're both very dramatic and very entertaining once you get to Mexico. <laughs> so definitely be looking forward to them. Um, and then we have two more. We have Jessica and Mark, who this is, like, the big thing. And then we have Barnett and Amber. And so... Barnett, I'm going to kind of try to explain both of these at the same time because they're very intertwined, the first few episodes. So basically, Barnett is the player of the season. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't like how he treats the women. I don't like right. how he talks to them. It's kind of actually very cringe oh, how, yeah. how, like, inappropriate he gets with yeah. these women yeah. in the pods. Yeah, so Barnett is the player. He's basically talking to three girls at the same time, pretty much telling them all the exact same thing and really does not know what he wants the entire time, and he's, like, the bad boy player of the season. So he's talking to Amber and Jessica. Well, Jessica and Mark really, really hit it off in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Definitely they both were like typecasted. The Cubs. Yes, <laughs> exactly. They both like the Cubs. That's a big deal. They both it like Italian so... beef, I guess. Yes. Like, it's a big deal to them. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Illinois. It is a big deal. It is a big deal, I guess. Yeah. So, but their whole kicker is that Jessica is 34 and Mark is 24. Mm-hmm. So they have a 10 year age gap. That's like this big thing that basically like Mark is just this really sweet guy. And so Jessica, yes, hits it off with him, but she's very attracted to Barnett because he's dramatic. Like he is exciting. And like Megan said, he's kind of inappropriate. But to them, they're like, whoa, like he's a bad boy. So, so she ultimately chooses Barnett because Barnett was like, you're my front runner. And then she goes like, okay, hey, like I broke it off with Mark. Mark is devastated. She's like, I broke it up with Mark. Um, I'm here for you. I'm ready. And then Barnett's like, yeah, about that. Not feeling it. So then she basically crawls back to Mark and it's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I really messed up. Barnett's the worst, blah, blah, blah. So then Jessica and Mark leave a couple as okay. a couple. And then Barnett picks Amber. It's basically a classic, like, oh, Madison leaves, so Peter had to pick Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing with Barnett. Like, So Barnett like Jessica better? Yes. But so, then why did he... She, 
That confuses me. Exactly. Why did he say, actually, no, I don't want you then? Exactly. Well, no, no, no. It was a, it was literally, I'm literally having this, like, epiphany right now to, like, the Bachelor season versus this. It was like, Barnett liked Jessica the most, the same way that Peter liked Madison the most, but he wasn't ready to give up the other two women. Oh, (laughs) shoot. It's all making sense now. (laughs) Exactly. So, like, where Jessica was like, okay, I left Mark, the guy I had the really strong emotional connection with. Keep in mind, these people still do not know what each other looks like. She's like, I ditched Mark because I'm more, you know, emotionally slash physically, I guess, attracted to you, Barnett. And he's like, whoa. Yeah, you're my front runner, but I got these other two girls. That's when she leaves, goes with Mark. And so then Barnett is forced to pick between Amber and Elsie and ultimately chooses Amber and they leave as a couple. So that's just kind of a good synopsis of the first two and a half, three-ish episodes. I think by the end of episode three, we're in Mexico. So there's a ton of other stuff that goes on. And really, you guys should still watch it anyway. And can you kind of break down the episodes? So like the first two episodes, you say they're in the pods, and then the third episode, they're in Mexico. What happens in the later episodes? Okay, so they go to Mexico for a while. It's like a pre-honeymoon kind of thing. Basically, that's when they get to really decide if they want to be intimate or not, explore their physical connection, because they already have a good emotional connection. Then the next step is they go home and they basically get everything that they need in their own personal homes to live together for the rest for like week three I think because like I said keep in mind this whole thing is only four weeks long so does the show provide them with a, like an apartment to live in yeah. because how did they apartment search yeah they're the show are they pro- all living in the same apartment complex yes that's crazy yes they are they have their own they have to live together that's another thing too and then from that the step is like meeting their parents and then they like wedding planning and stuff. And then they have the wedding at the end of the four weeks. And so that's how it all ends is like you see all of their weddings. And then the reunion show is them coming back a little over a year later. So the original season was actually filmed from October 2018 to November 2018. And then the reunion episode was filmed this February. So February of 2020. So the reunion episode, you see them a whole full like year and a few months later, which I like a lot because it's different. Because an experiment like this, the only way to really know if it works is time. Yeah. So I thought that was super cool that instead of like six months later, they Mm -hmm. were like, no, like they gave them a whole year to figure out if they could make it work or not. So I thought that was super cool. I'm really hopeful that they have a season two. The creator of the show does want a season two. He said anywhere between a season two to season 12. He's like really liking this idea. So yeah. And I wonder if they would do it in a different city because right now they did it in Atlanta and all the contestants lived in Atlanta, even though they say, oh, I'm from here, I'm from here. They just mean like I lived a majority of my life or I was born there. Right. But really all of them actually live in Atlanta right now. Yeah. So I wonder if they would first choose a different geographic location. Yeah. And then second, if they would do the same thing where they would wait a whole year and a few months. Yeah. Because I think think, like the tricky thing is when you want to like bust out a lot of seasons so that people can watch is that you kind of compromise some things. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the only thing about this that I was trying to do research on it and was still kind of confused. Do you know if this was a Netflix original show? Mm-hmm. Because my question is, how the hecking did they keep their relationships a secret for a whole year? 
because they're normal people and like nobody like nobody knew this was happening so i bet like their close family and friends and like people in their lives know like oh yeah mark is with jessica right but like nobody cares because they probably have what 300 like friends on social media whatever i am sure over a year and like a few months they were probably posting on social media about like their wedding and like being together and like living a happy family but I'm sure they were told to be on private and only their friends and family could like see it gotcha. you know okay okay be- but also it's like nobody knew who the contestants were or that the show was even happening until it came out really yeah so- that's true yeah and by then all the episodes mm-hmm. were released yeah that makes sense then but that would be interesting in the future to see if they are not allowed to post about their husband or wife until the show is, like, done and over. Yeah. Or even if they, I guess, did do that, because, I mean, like I said, I only, I only watched the first one. Yeah, but I only watched it. She's really told you guys. She's only seen the first episode. So um, I haven't really uh, at all checked them on social media. Yeah, I did. I went back and looked at the couples that made it. Mm-hmm. Only spoiler alert, I'll tell you, but you guys probably aren't surprised. It's not all of them do make it. Mm. So a lot of them, you know, some may break up before, some may break up on their wedding day. But That's insane. But a few do make it. So I did look at the ones that did make it. And yeah, I looked at them on social media and stuff like that. And they're just real people. That's a cool thing, too. They ask them at the end, is love blind? Like, those of y'all that worked out or not, do you still think love is blind? Do you think this experiment worked? And they all rose their hand and was like, yes. Like, so they really did. These people that maybe would not have originally ended up together if they would have seen each other at first glance, like, at mm-hmm. a bar. Because that was a huge theme throughout the entire show. Was people would be like, yeah, you know, so-and-so is not who I would normally go after if I were to see them in real life. But we made this good emotional connection. That was at first a good foundation. And then build it on it. Which also another thing that cracked me up watching this was the whole time they were, like, so shocked that if they made a strong emotional connection first before their physical connection that they were better off. <laughs> As if that's not how it was designed, you know? And so I thought that was so funny. Another weird thing about the show that I thought was hilarious was that the guys will sometimes wear men engagement rings. Like, that's the, weird. The girls wear <laughs> engagement rings and sometimes the guys would wear engagement rings. For me, it's like, it's not a different type of engagement. Like, you're still engaged. Right. Still so in why the you got a ring world. Yeah. So why do you got a ring on? Exactly. But so. really, um, I would just like to make this comparison real quick that it's like the voice for oh. dating. Yeah, it is. And I think that's funny. Yeah. And this the whole time, too, and this is, like, a theme that I find in pretty much, like, a lot of dating reality TV shows is the constant response to everything is, I didn't think this would happen. Like, I never thought that this would get to where it is, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you signed up for the experiment. Like, yes, you figured you could fall in love, but that's just their go-to when they're feeling overwhelmed or, like, their excuse for if they want to break up with someone is, like, I'm just not ready. Like, I I didn't think we'd get to this spot. I'm like, why'd you sign up for it? (laughs) Like, classic Peters. Exactly. So (laughs) that's why I love Love is Blind. I'm also, like Megan was saying, coming down from a binge high on it. I'm sad (laughs) that it's When you put it that way, it sounds really bad. (laughs) Yeah, it is bad. So yeah, I love it. So now Megan's going to watch Love is Blind. Yes, I am. Because I've only seen the first episode. She's only seen the first episode. She needs to know if she could actually end up with Cameron. Because she's judging Cameron based off the Literally one episode. the first episode. But I'm like, Cameron, you are a good guy. You treat a woman right. I want that. Well, recommend to us via Instagram. Or I guess you can even email us at the Podcast at 
gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or follow us at the Fliberty Gibbets on Instagram. And let us know what reality TV shows that we should watch and where we can watch them. Is it on Hulu? Is it on Netflix? Is it somewhere else that we need to buy or download or whatever? Should we buy a DVD set of a certain reality TV show? You let us know. <laughs> and we'll probably watch it because we're going to have a lot of free time on our hands now. <laughs> yeah, for real. We will finally catch up on Stranger Things, maybe. Yes. We still haven't, even from when we recorded the first podcast. <laughs> we're still only halfway through the season. Yeah. But we're trying our best, and we do this for you guys. <laughs> we do do this for you guys. <laughs> so I hope you guys liked it, and we'll catch you next week. Yep. See you next week. Toodles.